Yeah, Ray, um, Bonnie and Clyde is a very important film in Hollywood history. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that in just a second. It was released in August, on August 14th, 1967. So uh, just this past week, we're celebrating its 55th anniversary, believe it or not. Uh, it was directed by Arthur Penn. It was written by David Newman and Robert Benton. Uh, and, of course, it starred uh, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway in the uh, titular roles of the film. It won two Oscars, one for Supporting Actress, which went to Estelle Parsons, another for Cinematography, but it was nominated for a whole bunch of them. Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Actress, uh, two Supporting Actors, uh, and Director, Writing, Costume. So it was very, uh, very much a lauded film back at the time. The American Film Institute ranks it as number 42 on its greatest films of all time. But really what's important about it uh, is it kind of helped kick off what we call the new Hollywood era of the late 60s and early 70s, which is sort of the second golden age of Hollywood after the 30s and 40s. Uh, this film, along with uh, perhaps The Graduate and Easy Rider, most, most uh, uh, likely, uh, broke many cinematic taboos. Uh, it was, uh, for, for members of the counterculture at the time, this was considered sort of a rallying cry movie. Um, the success of this film prompted other filmmakers to be more open in presenting sex and violence in their film. And um, like I said, it was, it was just very seminal in sort of introducing this new era of filmmaking in the 60s and 70s. Controversy too, glorifying murderers, wasn't it, Joe? Yeah, I mean, these are sort of some of the first anti-heroes that really became a popular type of uh, um, subject matter at this, in this period of time, certainly in the late 60s and, and early 70s. And it went on to influence other films, you know, moving forward, like The Wild Bunch, The Godfather, The Departed, uh, Natural Born Killers. So it's really an important film in film history. The irony of it is that Warner Brothers did not believe in this film at all. Uh, in fact, they really gave it a limited sort of a B-movie type release at first, sending it to drive-ins and lesser theaters and stuff. And uh, it was only when critics began raving about the film and young people started going to the screenings that it got better promoted and was given a wider release. In fact, um, it was kind of just kicked to the curb at first, but then after, like I said, these, these reviews and stuff started coming in, they re-released the film, which is very unusual, really, at any time, and certainly unusual at the time, and it became a big hit. Uh, one of their, their biggest hits, uh, in fact, their second highest-grossing film at Warner Brothers after My Fair Lady at the time. With us is uh, film school professor Joe Fortunato at film school talking about Bonnie and Clyde. So, Joe, let's go back because this film had a little bit of everything from a love story to car chases to murderers to the police to even some humor inside this movie. Talk about the casting and the plot. Yeah, well, um, it, it's, I say, loosely based on the true story of uh, real people, Bonnie and Clyde, because if you really kind of do some of the fact checking, there's they took some liberty with dramatic license. But, uh, again, it's sort of the spirit of these counterculture figures that went along robbing banks. In fact, that line in the movie, We Rob Banks, was voted the number 41 movie quote by the American Film Institute. Um, one thing, uh, before we get into casting, Warren Beatty was actually the producer of this film, so he wasn't originally going to, you know, play... Um, himself he was just going to produce the film in fact warner brothers uh, like i said didn't believe in the film so they actually gave him 40 percent of the gross 
mm. uh, in a minimal fee. The movie went on to make $70 million, so <laughs> Warren Beatty really made out financially very well. Um, some of the casting what that uh, uh, you were talking about, he originally wanted his sister, Shirley MacLaine, to play Bonnie, but then once he decided to play Clyde himself, that wasn't really going to work out. Um, his first choice for the role of Clyde was, believe it or not, Bob Dylan, uh, who he thought sort of actually resembled Clyde Barrow uh, more than he did himself. And uh, um, this is the film, you mentioned humor. This is the film debut of Gene Wilder. Uh, Jack Nicholson was considered for the role of C.W. Moss, but they thought he was sort of too similar to Warren Beatty, and um, they didn't cast him. Cher auditioned for the role of Bonnie, mm. but then when her husband... Sonny Bono heard about the audition, he got furious at Warren Beatty for letting his wife audition for such a controversial film. So she was out. Uh, Jane Fonda confessed that she had auditioned for Bonnie, but um, she she lost it out to Faye Dunaway. So, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of uh, other names involved. were Aunt Margaret, Tuesday Weld, Natalie Wood. Uh, so there's really a whole host of people that, especially for the role of Bonnie, that were uh, up for the role. This uh, film also got a young Gene Hackman's career rolling. I thought he was really good as Buck. Yeah, and then, like I said, he got an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. Um, the role of C.W. Moss was played by Michael J. Pollard, and sort of a fun fact, um, actor Michael J. Fox adopted the J in his name, because people sometimes ask that, as an homage to uh, the actor Michael J. Pollard. 